What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to the number one morning show to get you guys started for the market. Welcome to pre-market prep. Let's take a look at what we'll talk about today. We got, of course, the overnight action. We'll get into the meme stock rug pull. How will the markets react to CPI? We'll take a look at all the estimates that you guys should be watching as the numbers hit the tape. We'll take a look at the Fed talk today. What should you watch out for out there? There's a couple of them going to be speaking after the CPI report. So I definitely think keep that in mind. Elon Musk selling here. We'll talk about that. Unity earnings, Roblox, Trade Desk, Plug Power, Wind Resorts. And of course, we got Greg Harmon, founder of Dragonfly Capital Management, as our special guest today. Welcome to the show. Who's ready to get your pre-market prep started today? Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. Let's bring on Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and let's take a look into the overnight action. And are you guys ready? Because CPI, CPI, CPI. I think we've Deep all breaths. been waiting Deep for this breaths. day. Breathe in that oxygen. getting Breathe ready for the, the action. Uh, someone got bullish at uh, around between 3 and 3.15 a.m. Uh, took us off the low, and uh, now we're up 13 and a half handles, 41.38, trained at the highs of the pre-market session. We know what we got to take out on the upside. Crude in the red by a buck fifty-six, eighty-eight ninety-four. Poo, got over, got over 92 yesterday, back under 89. Gold still over eighteen hundred, down four bucks. You know that may move off the uh, CPI report. That said, eighteen oh eight twenty. Silver still in the twenty handle, down a couple pennies, twenty forty five. Bitcoin basically flat, up sixty five dollars, twenty three one twenty five. Ethereum futures they're trading up a little over a percent, eighteen dollars and fifty cents at seventeen oh nine fifty. So. Let's say the street is leaning a little bit long this morning into the CPI number. Would that be a, a, a fair assessment of the trading action, Dennis? Um, I think that people are just jockeying here. And I would say they're not leaning long because we had a significant sell-off yesterday. So there's obviously some money managers that are saying, even if it comes in light, is it already priced in? I mean, that's the question. So is it like heads the market loses, tails the market loses? I think that's what the market was thinking yesterday. I'm not convinced. 
I think if we come in low eights, I think we're going to have a rally, a significant rally. If we were able to get a seven handle on it, which I don't think that's going to happen, but if it happens, always setting up just scenario analysis here. If a seven was on it, we would rip like 420. Think about 420. If it comes in with a nine handle or if it comes in any hot, Katie bar the door, they're going to hammer the market. So it's got to come in light to go higher and it's got to come in significantly light to go significantly higher. In line, I would say no good because the market wants to see if the Fed plan is working. If it comes with a nine, forget about it. Katie brought the door. Uh-huh. We're going back down, maybe not to the lows. But we're going to get hammered. So that's the setup. That's the scenario. We're going to find out in 26 minutes who's right, who's wrong. Definitely, you guys got to watch out for the estimates. So there's three estimates here to watch out for, right? CPI reports, and you're going to get, of course, the year-over-year number. That's the major number that is talked about, 8.7 estimate for that. Prior was 9.1. And then you get into your month-over-month numbers. So the overall month-over-month is a 0.2% increase estimate. Prior was 1.3. And then you get your core CPI, of course, that excludes energy and food. That month-over-month reading is estimated at 0.5 reading, and prior was 0.7. And so that's what we're going to be watching when we get the tape. It's going to hit at 830. So you guys be ready and we'll definitely try to get them up as soon as possible. But like always, if you guys want to see them as it hits the tape, you guys can get Benzinga Pro. Get your two week trial. You don't even need a credit card. All right. So let's get into it. There's a few things to talk about before we get to the CPI. And I'm going to start with Musk. I think we should start with the whole Musk saga. Because it just gets more and more interesting, it seems like, every day. And here we go. Musk, just out of the blue, selling shares of Tesla last night. So you see it hit there. You can see it at the bottom headline. Thanks for putting that up, Mitch. Elon Musk sold 7.92 million shares for $6.88 billion. You're like, why is he selling so much Tesla? Well, then he tweeted out. He says, and I don't have the tweet in front of me. Do you have the tweet in front of you? Yeah, it's up right there. So it was uh, Musk replied in a recent question about would he sell? And he said, yes, in the hopefully unlikely event that Twitter forces the deal to close and some equity partners don't come through, it's important to avoid an emergency sale of Tesla stock. So interesting. All this is interesting. One, chips are being played. He's showing his hand that he's nervous and he kind of thinks he might lose. (laughs) That's showing his hand. Twitter trading up on this significantly because it's saying that, hey, Musk thinks he might lose. Uh, Up 3.9% here, 44. We know the 54.20 is still on the table, and it's going to be up to the courts to decide who's going to win, who's going to lose there, unless there's a settlement before, and that could be a possibility as well. Uh, I think he loses. I personally think he loses. He has a chance to do his due diligence. He signed a binding agreement. Um, You know, this is what we were saying back at 32.33. I'm like, just because... You know, in that day when the stock tanked, just because Musk wants out doesn't mean he's out. And obviously, in hindsight, that was a huge buying opportunity because stocks tacked on 12 points since those lows. He's sticking around for the last 10. I think there's a chance he get it. I think there's also a chance we settle at like 50 or something. And, you know, he buys it and he's like reluctant, but save himself a little bit of money. I think there's also a chance that, you know, that you know, I, I don't I don't think there's a chance he just gets to walk away for free, though. I don't think that's happening, you know, that this bot excuse is going to work. So um, in the event that, you know, he just has to pay a fine, Twitter would get hammered on that. So, I mean, the risk reward sets up still 20 points downside, 10 points upside. But it looks to me like there's a high likelihood that the 10 point upside could happen. So it's 54.20. It's up 10. It'll be up 10 bucks if, you know, obviously the takeover goes through. I think there's a possibility that the judge does make him take it over. It could take a long time. I mean, no, no, it's not, Joel. That's the whole thing. Because when's the the court date? It's 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 fairly soon. Does somebody have the date? Yeah, because Musk was trying to pull it up right now. He was trying to push and he couldn't push it. I think the date's fairly like it's this year. No, it's not going to. No, it's September. But do you think it's going to be like a one or two day trial? No, but it's not going to be like a two month trial. Mm -hmm. They're going to look through it. They're going to go through it. And if he loses, if he loses, he's going to. This isn't going to be years. This is only going to be months down the road. So this is not going to be years to take this to decide. Musk would have loved to have pushed it. He couldn't. He was trying to push it. He couldn't. All right, the trial date is set to start October 17th. 
in Delaware Chancery Court. So you got a couple months. There it is. And our chat's all over it too. Thanks. Who goes to Delaware? Plasma. But I don't know. That's because the courts are that's where they're a little bit more favorable to uh to Twitter's position. That's why they, ah, they see Joel they, knows the insight there. I don't know that one. I, uh, I mean it's all that. about headlines to this. It's <laughs> it's drifting higher because Musk's showing his hand that he's nervous about it, or he wouldn't be selling Tesla stock. What is unbelievable to me is that Tesla is trading higher on this. So you would have thought that you know, Tesla would be trading lower on this, but no, this market, you know, just does funny things. Tesla up 17 points because Musk sold more shares. And I guess they're saying, okay, well, you know, we were nervous about the share sale, but then you said, oh, just in the unlikely, even unlikely. Well, I don't think it's unlikely. I think it's likely. So I'm surprised Tesla's trading higher. And if yeah, that is, that's a little if, bit if, if they do have to do this, you know, if, if they do, if he does have to buy Twitter, Tesla stock going a lot lower because he's going to have to sell a lot more shares. And one, it's going to dilute him, meaning he's running SpaceX already. He's running, you know, the boring company or whatever, you know, he's running Tesla. Now he's going to run Twitter too. I mean, he's running himself thin. So none of this is good news for Tesla. So it's unbelievable. It's up 17 points. Again, today, CPI is the only thing that's going to matter. So, you know, obviously it's going to move out the CPI report in 11 minutes. If there was no CPI report coming, I'd short Tesla here, in my opinion, but there's a CPI report coming, so I'm laying off just because yeah. of the CPI. But I think it's ridiculous that stock trading. It's well off. It's high. It went to 879. Uh, that would be it, it's, early It's this crazy morning. that's trading high yeah. to me. I don't get yep. it at all. But but you know what? This market does irrational things. This market <laughs> is irrational. Sometimes you fight the irrationality of this market and you get punished for it. I was chasing the meme stock trade a little bit yesterday, mm. even talking on the show saying, I think those could open and then rally. No, they opened down and they hammered the meme stock trade all day. I got burned in a few of these things, which I've been burning these things before, just chasing them a little bit. Obviously, Bed Bath & Beyond was driving the bus and it drove it right into the ground yesterday. Uh, AMC, not getting hit nearly as bad, but getting hit a little bit, but the Bed Bath & Beyond was a significant sell-off from 1334 high the day before. It was actually trading me at higher after hours. The complete rug pull yesterday. And obviously, you know, trading up a little bit here this morning, but they pulled it back significantly. I mean, these are hot potatoes. You're trading these meme stocks. Eventually, they do the rug pull. And they're ugly when they have the rug pull. And there's a lot of them that got hit to the tune of 15 20% yesterday after having a pretty good, you know, three, four-day run. Uh, yeah, just going back to the Tesla, if you're looking at this, just do a reset from uh, yesterday. And uh, we had a big sell-off, 100-point sell-off nearly in the last four days. I keep an eye on, now we're below yesterday's high. I wish, you know, what will happen with the CPI could affect it. But uh, I would keep an eye on uh, 877.19. That was the high from yesterday. And got to hold the close. If we go, you know, if it starts to turn around to people – S&P's turnaround off the CPI number. Uh, keep an eye on that close as potential support. Uh, and uh, I mean, Dennis, those stocks, a lot of times uh, with the meme stocks, they get it going today and they get it going in the pre-market pretty good. You know, they bring people in, they bring people in, bring people in. And then, you know, it's not like it was before where it had days of runs, right? Back in 21, it would it would not to be a one or two, you know, one day, two day phenomenon. It would go on for several days. So, you know, you took your losses, you moved on. It's it's tough. It uh, you know, and sure, yeah, I had it was a rough equally day. as tough. It was one of my worst days yesterday of the year uh, because I was playing, you know, and I got stuck with the hot potato. And what do you do? You know, when you're on the wrong side of it, you cut the losses and move on. I was out of all that stuff at 9:45, but the damage was done. Some of those things gapped down on me. Um, I had Express, EXPR, because Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, relationship guy I am, Bed Bath & Beyond the night before was trading up another 15%. So I'm like, okay, well, all these stocks are going to go here again. And obviously, you know, that follow-through did not happen the next morning. S&Ps got hit, and then they just started smacking everything. So I got whacked a little bit there yesterday, but, you know, it's it, it, this is trading, right? You're not going to make money every single day. You're just trying yeah. to make money consistently over the course of, you know, right. time. So. So it was a tough day for me yesterday chasing the meme stocks. Got what I deserved. Got hit a little bit. Yeah, it was five days straight up on a lot of these. So a little pullback also. 
and that is warranted too. It doesn't mean that they've given up completely, but definitely be careful with that down gap on triple BY. I do see that down gap could get filled on the downside. Don't want to see people get caught in that. Quietness. What's happening? Well, he was everyone's waiting he for was, the CPI. He was bringing up that triple B. I just wanted. Uh, yeah, to I was just trying to get right you quick. that. That I mean, I if you're looking for that gap fill, eight twenty nine, you know, takes it down to that area. But then, you know, it's even thin on that day. Uh, volume nope. came off yesterday too, so it's going to go back to just being, you know, triple B Y trading, you know, in a buck range, you know, 10, 12 no. million shares. Cutting and the AC off, it, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, they can't a lot less stuff in the store. Like I go in there for my random thing. It's 12 bucks and use my 20% off coupon and, uh, you know, and move on. But uh, I mean, this, well, this bed bath and beyond that was, you know, somebody just in the chat, I just missed who said it, but um, exactly right. I mean, you had the, you know, the move up, the short squeeze from five to eight, and then he had the ridiculous blow off top yesterday or two days ago to thirteen thirty four. Pulled the rug out from under it, so yeah. now no the, man, no the league probably starts again. I mean, this you know again when you're playing these stocks, I was not in Bed Bath and Beyond, but I was playing obviously other meme stocks off of Bed Bath and Beyond, and um, you know I was driving the bus and they drove the bus right off. <laughs> they drove the <laughs> bus right off the cliff yesterday, <laughs> so a lot of those meme stocks got hit pretty hard. All right. Is it one... over? It's hard to say if it's over. It could have another wave. Yeah, I mean, you know what's going to dictate again is CPI. If the CPI is hot, FOMO will happen everywhere. So if the CPI is light, FOMO will happen everywhere. All right. Another thing to keep in mind is that AMC eight day for their dividend, right? Maybe that comes into play again with AMC. But let's talk about what you should watch out for today on the Fed talk. After, of course, CPI data, Fed Reserve uh, Bank of Bank of Chicago President Charles Evans is slated to speak at 11 a.m. Eastern. Keep that in mind. And also uh, Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari will talk on a panel of stagflation at the Aspen Economic Strategy Group. So just want to put that on your radar guys because talk we will get some time. Fed talk, talk after. Well, of course, the CPI report comes out. They need to come out and, and kind of... Get get their say. And how right? and how do you when they're talking? Like how does that affect your trading? Like what are you waiting for a headline hawkish to lift dovish. to spy? Yeah, or? hawkish dovish. And and so let's say like this. Let's say if for some reason we come in line, then for some reason you'll you'll hear let's say if it was Charles Charles Evan be like, well, we need to fight inflation harder. We need to raise rates harder. Well, that so you're gonna go and shake okay. it. I mean, so. interday trading is is choppy and mm -hmm. is random enough so i mean if you're good at trading those kind of headlines and lifting offers and hitting bids intraday when the algos are picking up go ahead but i mean there's and i let this a lot we'll discuss you know uh at the event uh coming up i mean there's a lot more opportunity in you know off the opens off the closes the pre-market the after hours because there's a lot of algos getting that news too, and they could just oh, rip market around yeah, it's on, fast. On, on, yeah, on no liquidity. I mean, so it's something to pay attention to. That's um, what I'm just putting it out there. Yep. You know, yep. trading off of it is a whole other game, but definitely just putting it out there so you guys know about it. Don't get caught by surprise. That's it, my goal. 100%, Mitch. And it's totally like, I, I mean, people ignore headlines, and there's so many people out there on Twitter that say, you don't, the people who, you know, are reading the headlines, end up delivering the newspaper, or whatever the hell that quote is. It's the stupidest quote ever. Because you know what? Even though the initial move happens off the algos and they've got the initial move, there's all kinds of subsequent moves that happen off these headlines. If you're ignoring headlines, you will struggle in this business. I'm not joking. You know, like if you're just saying, oh, I don't care about CPI. Da -da 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 -da. I don't care about CPI. I'm looking at chart. Chart. Oh, chart looks pretty. Head and shoulders. Well, it looks pretty. Come on. <laughs> the CPI dictates everything. I don't care what the chart looks like. It's going to matter at 8.30. It's going to, nope. all it's going to matter is that. Price matter. stomps everything. It doesn't matter what the hell the chart looks like going into this. And, you know, the best technicians avoid the news. They don't trade them into the earnings. They don't no, trade no, them no, into no. the headlines. They're avoiding it. You'll see the spy go this wide. You know why? Because they're about you. are like, no, thank you. I'm not going to make a nice little five cent market and spy coming to this <laughs> number and get picked off by every other algorithm. No I'm way. Wide. So, I mean, 
this you know thought process that you can just ignore headlines and be a successful trader i don't agree with that whatsoever and by all means if you're doing it you're pulling the magic off congratulations but i'm going to tell you the best and, and, and the best technicians just go in those pockets where there's no news so you can do it but you've got to avoid all those headlines so you have to know when they're happening so you can avoid them so you can do it. So I should correct myself. You can make money ignoring headlines, but you got to know when those headlines are happening so you can avoid it. If you're just like, I don't even know what the CPI is and I don't care, and you're trading at 828 and you're trading through that and holding stocks through that, you could get just hammered on it. So you have to be yeah. cognizant to when the headlines are occurring to trade around them. I like trading the headlines. Like I think there's moves. I think the initial algos sometimes screw it up, go the wrong way. There's money to be made there. And I still think, you know, it's it's like a combo. You want to use technicals. You want to use news. But you absolutely need to know when the Fed, you know, when this Fed speak happening. Because that's market moving information. All right. Let's Dennis, into- you'd like to do it. You'd like to do it when uh, when there's less competition out there. Like you're not, you're well, not, I, well, you're not like, chasing headlines in the, in like the, the middle of the day. You're not. Well, even there isn't as many, Joel. The, the yeah. reason I trade after hours is because there isn't as many headlines. I tr- like trading the headlines. I like trading mm-hmm. the earnings. Not maybe the sympathy plays off of it. You know, we're going to talk all about this stuff at our event next week. But I mean, there's so many different opportunities. In the middle of the day, there's no earnings releases. There's no yeah. new information. There might be some Fed speak, but, you know, CPI is going to have nice. 30. There's Real not nice. as much information, new market moving information today. The big pocket of information comes from four to five. And that's and why that's like, the, the hour, that's my power hour right there. Yeah, I, I like how you're mentioning there that you still have edge there also too with the hours because they get it wrong sometimes. So for sure I, they do. I think that's an important thing to mention there. there. And, and again, we all I'm looking not, for edge. So And we're not saying you should start, you know, and just focus, but you can't ignore it. You can't just ignore every headline. I mm-hmm. mean, you've got to know, if, one, if you want to ignore the headlines, you've got to know when they're going to happen so you can ignore them. Because you don't want to get run over. And the random headlines is how we all get run over. You know, when a stock comes out like Micron and randomly lowers guidance out of the blue or NVIDIA does it randomly out of the blue. I mean, these are market moving events that, you know, aren't scheduled. And that's where you can get run over, especially as a technical trader. But you got to scramble and you got to go fast. I mean, you're trading, you know, and all of a sudden you're, oh, these chips look good. And then NVIDIA warns. I mean, you got to get out of that stuff as fast as you possibly can, you know, because it's not like it's all just boom. It's mis- it's repriced down to here. There's a fall. It takes time. The algos aren't as good as everybody thinks they are. I'll tell you that much. Citadel Virtue, kick ass, but they're market making algos. They're not sitting mm-hmm. here, you know, just you know trying to anticipate or trying to predict. They're making money because they're market making and they're going wide and they're using, you know, and, and it's it's a different style. But there's you know a lot of other algorithmic traders that aren't very good out there. And there's money to be made from their inefficiencies. I'll say that right now. There's money to be made off of the algos. And the seven to eight a.m. is also a good time, you know, for you know the markets adjusting. A lot of had a lot of earnings, a lot of uh, a lot of headlines coming out during that time. Uh, and also, I mean, believe it or not, that I mean, if you're inclined to get up at uh, if something happens in the middle of the night. I can't do it anymore. 4 there was a lot of money at 4 a.m. There's a lot of money still at 4 a.m., but I can't do it. I'm just it was aging me. Are they gonna die young <laughs> at a very young age from getting up and trading at 4 a.m.? But you will if the market gets no it you gets gotta, hot again. Yeah, like uh like COVID. It's hot. gonna really take it to get hot or cold. <laughs> you go on the west coast, again. Dennis. I haven't done it for a while. You just don't sleep. You wait till 1 a.m. and you trade a little bit. <laughs> if yeah. I didn't have kids, then I could do a lot more, but the kids wipe you out, man. You need your ass to deal with the kids. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's um, get into one, one more day. one more thing before we get off this. Uh, yeah. thinking about it in the chat. Great question. How do you trade when the volume's so thin? Um, must only be really big stocks exactly i'm not trading like you know some small cap stock that's nope. like really Look for wide. liquidity yeah i'm trading you know stocks that are still active i mean amd is still has an active market you can still get in and mm-hmm. out of that thing nvidia is still active market microsoft apple i trade the s p i pretty much stick inside i will leave the s p and trade some fun meme stocks and do some fun things it's not my bread and butter i trade the s p so, you know, there's main 500 stocks. Yep. And there and there often is in the top 100, there's often a pretty decent market still after hours, but I'm not in there taking liquidity all the time too. Sometimes you're just looking and you're like, okay, well, Nvidia warrants. Okay, I'm hammering AMD right now. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's just pure sympathy. So, the algos are on it, but they're not also, that great. 
also you have different size for you know for different styles How, right you know what you can do you know what you can wiggle in and out oh, for of sure you, yeah yeah i mm -hmm. mean like a ford you, you gotta know your, look at your Ford's size market and... right now look at ford 1518 to 1521 and you know just to give you like a trade i was long yeah. ford One coming into now. today so. it's up one percent because it went ex-dividend and there's a high likelihood that it isn't doesn't reprice it all the way down the pre-market and getting paid for that i've already sold my ford i sold it you know i, I sold it a little bit boom, further boom. down but already paid for that just holding it overnight captured the dividend 1519 it's just a close i got a 15 cent dividend so the just closed 1504 um and picking up that change and i mean the market in here is good you get it out of five thousand shares of ford at 823 in the morning within one cent i mean that's a decent market so there is liquidity. I'm not saying we should all be pre-market after hours traders. You got to learn yeah, the exactly. learning curve. But I'm just saying in the hour before the market opens and the hour after the market opens, there's a lot of opportunities. Always understand that uh, there's different ways to play it. And I think Dennis does it best. He, you can see that he sticks to what he's good at also. So trying some new things if you're a new trader out there. Of course, always dim, uh, managing the risk first. But learning different strategies can definitely find you something that most people just don't even know the edge exists there. Uh, let's go towards our earnings report. This is one that I have to give it to Dennis. He gave a little bit of a, what is going on here? When we got the Unity software uh, proposal to hit, Unity software coming in at an EPS loss of 18 cents, beating the 21 loss estimate, sales at 297 million, missing the 298.3 million estimate. They did lower guidance on Unity software uh, for Q3 sales at 315 million on the low end. 335 million on the high end and the estimate was set at 346.87 million. It was the weirdest take like takeover offer there from Apple <laughs> ever yesterday. Like we were trying to make heads or tails of it. It's funny, I was listening to Faber's analysis after mine. It was like the same. Mm -hmm. It was like he's trying to like figure it out. It was class so weird. A, it was so weird. Is this a real takeover offer? Is it like not? There's no way they were accepting it or probably very little likelihood that they were going to accept it. So the whole thing was just weird. So remember, um, but you know, um, it does it does give you a little bit more confidence in a stock like this, though, like I was saying. And I think Unity held up better than a lot of other stocks yesterday. One, maybe it was going to report, but two, because you know, there is interested parties here. So it shows, you know, maybe there's another interested party that give a real offer, but it was a weird offer. So I still like Unity. I like the story behind it. Um, we got to see what CPI does. I'd, it'd be a stock I'd be interested in buying on a pullback here. I don't have a position in it. But, you know, four minutes, we're going to get so much more information. Everything could change. Yeah, let's. Um, one thing that I wanted to add here is Iron Source, right, is stated to actually combine. They already have an offer placed here. Um, they stated in their earnings statement that Unity received a non-binding hostile acquisition proposal from AppLovin, and we firmly believe that our proposal deal with Unity is clearly superior and will deliver greater value to the Unity and Iron Source shareholders. So keep that in mind. Iron Source is IS, if you haven't heard about that stock. So just wanted to put that so we know the full story with Unity there. Yeah, Unity All right. bottomed on the same day as, uh, as Kathy uh, back mm -hmm. in May and had a nice rally. Uh, that when we were looking at it, we, we heard the 58.75 and we we're like, well, it's not going to 58.75. And uh, the conclusion was there's nothing out, sell. And I uh, never saw those pre-market levels. You got a ways to fall back on this one. I know if you're looking to buy the dip, you bounced off 30, got a little over 50. So you got some room uh, on the downside here. Uh, if you're looking from pre-market low, it looks like it comes in. Uh, actually, that was an after-hours low, 47.37. So that's still two bucks away. If you're looking for uh, potential support level here off the pre-market trading. What do we got here? Three minutes. I'm going. Minutes. I'm leaving you guys. I hope to be back, but it's going to be wild. I'll probably be back about 8.50. I'm going to be gone for a bit here because it's going to be wild. No worries. I, I did go a little bit long into it, a little wee bit long into what, it. But what's, let's, wee, let's have some fun. What's your What's your level? What do you say? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What, what comes out year over year? I think it's going to be 8.1. That's my 8. guess. 8.1. All right. We're going to have that's a your, right that's now your spot. But I might ripper. be wrong. This could do anything. Okay. So I, just, hey, I, I placed a slightly long bet just for hey. fun. Not even like just serious for fun. money. Exactly. Just for fun because I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it could be a decent number. But, you know, that's where we're at. I'm going to trade it. All Look right. at that. They're, 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 wow. When did we spike to 47? Holy mackerel. I'm going to give the chat a couple more seconds look at here people, on the Look poll. at the algos, man. They're heating up two minutes to go. We just spiked the 40, 41, 47. All man, right. I, we were talking about the algo jumpers uh, like a minute before. Holy mackerel. They're, uh, let's go to the one-minute chart. That gives you – don't go to the one-minute chart very often, but when you got a number like this, let's go to it. Let's make it full screen here. We know – we know what the high close of the rebound is, and that's uh, 41.56 in a quarter. The high of the rebound is way up at 41.88. So on the downside here, those are big numbers. Those are they're wide. Oh, now change of heart here. Whoever jammed it to 47, they just lost eight handles on that one. Um, on the downside, your low from yesterday, uh, Tuesday's low was out 41.13. Uh, the buy the dippers came in last night at thirteen seventy five. I told you around three three fifteen. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna make that more of a relevant level than uh, last week's low forty eight fifty because right now it's it's standing as a potential double bottom. So let's uh, let's get ready for this, Mitch. Why don't you? Um, why don't you? Yeah, I'll let ready? you know. Um, we give did me, take give a me the exact countdown. Yeah, Give I got you. I got you. I'll, I'll get count through count. those. As I did, we did take a poll from the chat, and we got 38% believing that it's coming in line. What is that in line? Let's talk a little bit about those numbers. Okay. So the expectation here year over year is 8.7 estimate prior 9.1. This is where the chat uh, went, and they said 8.7, so in line. It's light. it's light, at least on the first tick up. They're looking we'll light. See it. Big we'll light. See it Whoa, baby. Katie, bar the door. It's light. 41.88 was the high of the move. We just went to 41.92. Remember, Let's those algos are quick. Be careful. Quick. I mean, I hope it's out. At least someone with the, that first move was the right move. That pop up, 41.88. Spoo's moving just in chunks. Someone went 41.51 bid right away. They locked it up. You got the 41.92 print. All right. right now, 41.88, folks. That was the high month. of the move. 0.3 versus 0.5 prior was 0.7 so definitely coming in light there for month over month in the core here um that was an important one to focus on here here's those numbers trying to get the month over month overall and the year over year number here but definitely month over month core cpi coming down to 0.3 0.5 estimate here Year over year at 8.5. I got it right on the dime, baby. Right on the dime. 8.7 was the estimate. Prior was 9.1. That was my estimate given yesterday on at the close, 8.5. So slightly off the inline number there. So I don't know how this is really going to kind of react. I mean, to tell you, you the truth. You see the reaction. 
Right now it's up, but I mean, I don't never know, really. Um, We'll see what happens year over year here at 8.5. So seems like the chat wasn't too far off. I should have maybe put the 8.5 as one of the options, but just slightly off in line there. Yeah, the pre-market trade, I mean, they were were leaning long since, uh, I don't know if someone uh, got the number or got the hint at – uh, at three three fifteen. Uh, now we're talking. Now we're talking about that true fifty percent retracement here. I mean, I, I'll go with you, Corey. It's uh, five point nine versus six point one estimate. The Fed's doing everything right. Uh, the strong jobs number last week. Uh, you know, showed us that we're not sliding into the recession. I know I was chastised on the show uh, a couple months ago by somebody when I talked about a possible soft landing here. But uh, right now, uh, we're, we're ripping, folks. We're going to be printing 4200 uh pretty quickly. Uh, so uh, I like the number. Let's go. Let's uh, get off the 15-minute chart. Uh, 4204 and a quarter. Uh, that was your May 31st high. We're getting right into that 50% area. Let's uh, let's move this up and uh, let's go look at, uh, at some of the. I mean, the stock's got to be ripping with this too. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of the the one minute chart and give you guys some insight there into the report. So it looks like gasoline offsetting the increases from shelter and food. Um, so that's probably why we didn't get too far from the overall number of that eight point seven. Um, there was some increases in shelter and food increases. So, of course, those are rent prices there. Um, but gasoline here trying to offset some of that. I just want to point out how gasoline went from a – in June, it was a 11.2 per, uh, per seasonally adjusted change. And now it's at negative 7.7. So big change there in gasoline that's what brought it down a little bit there. But of course, we did get some increases in services and shelter. So that's why it, it didn't come down further than that 8.5. And uh, I mean, we did this. We did this. Uh, I don't know how many times I did this drill with you guys and gals. I mean, look at crude compared uh, to last month, right? Uh, mm-hmm. When they when they took the reading, look how, look at your other commodities. That's what you know is the the core prices, right? Corn coming down, wheat coming down, okay, copper coming down, right? You you have you have backwardation in these in in crude oil and these things because people are anticipating you know lower prices. Copper getting a little boost now, but overall from when it's down for five bucks, so. There we go. The kids, as of right now, consolidation. It's eight days of consolidation, Mitch. You talked about that, right? Yep. The consolidation right now being resolved to the upside. Uh, I'm still keeping an eye on forty, you know, forty-one eighty-eight. We, we briefly touched that last week. So if you're looking to uh, protect any kind of profits off this and uh, figure your fifty percent retracements on your stocks and. Um, uh, nice move. We haven't got to edit before we've been Greg on this. Everything's probably looking at my screen. Everything's uh, Bank America is mm-hmm. trading up. Uh, Apple, keep an eye on your highs of the move. Everything is trading up here. So why don't uh, why don't we bring Greg on and get uh, he? I got to bring Greg on because his email was uh, was really good for talking about the, what to talk about on the show today. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to pull down these numbers here. I'm going to try to keep them scrolling on the bottom. I'll fill it on out for us here. Um, Let me take off the estimates here. Let's go ahead. Let's get into our interview today. We're going to bring on here uh, Greg Harmon, founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. Welcome on, Greg. Were you? I know those CPI numbers definitely probably caught your tape. What happened there and what's your first reaction? (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, uh seems like uh, the first reaction of everyone is uh, bye, bye, bye. And that you were, most you, definitely is. You were talking um, 
uh, about sentiment. And I know you like to use a lot of a lot of to- uh, technical indicators, but one thing you said you wanted to discuss was like the negative sentiment. I mean, do you think that that has has something to do with uh, with the the strong upside reaction that just you know money managers miss the move off the bottom? We're hoping for a bad number. I'm going to get in lower. I mean, I've heard so many people come on this show. So many people in our chat. We got to retest the low. We got to retest the low. I think if we test the low, there's nowhere to go. I mean, we get back down to 3,600. How much do you think the negative sentiment has played into the explosiveness of this rally? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a huge thing. And uh, the, uh, the, the market in general does seem to think that uh, uh, because the Fed has had problems in uh, engineering and soft landing in the past that they will never be able to do it in the future. Uh, not to say that I think that they will be able to uh, engineer a soft landing, but uh, uh, we do see that uh, sentiment, as I said, is, uh, has been overwhelmingly bearish uh, to levels that we haven't seen in 40, 50 years and stayed there for such a long period of time that it really seems like uh, there's no one that believes that there's any upside to this market, that this is just a uh, a false rally, a, a bear market rally, and that uh, there's no way that uh, we could be through uh, the the downturn here. Uh, what's odd to me about that is that we've seen as well that uh, many of the, the the indexes have uh, have hit key Fibonacci retracement levels, and have that's where they've bounced from. And this is what we typically see. You know, we see the 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 Nasdaq uh, recovering from a 61.8 percent retracement. We see the uh, the the spy recovering from a 38.2 percent retracement, and this this is not it shouldn't be surprising to people that uh, that these are levels that uh, we've bounced from. The the one thing that has hold, held me back from getting uh, full on bullish is the fact that uh, even though the uh, the Nasdaq has has made a higher high, the the spy hasn't done that yet. And with the move today, uh, we're in that territory right now. If it can close in this area over four seventeen fifty, yeah, it is, and it's coming up on the fifty percent. And uh, you know, Q two. I mean, I think that if you want to uh, uh, relay the, the negative sentiment, I mean, everyone was was waiting for a bad Q two reports, and uh, some of them were good, some of them were overly rewarded. Right? They weren't that great of reports, but. It just seemed like the market's, uh, you know, climbing the wall. We're here just going back, uh, taking a look at the, the Q2 earnings reports, you know, moving ahead. I mean, do you think another thing, people had had the bar too low? And, you know, once again, that the companies beat these expectations. Yeah, expectations have been set, have been uh, reset to lower levels. Uh, I, interestingly, the uh, the expectations for uh, uh, S&P uh, earnings for 2023 uh, are still really positive uh, for uh, for growth for the next year, uh, which is which is a good thing. And, you know, you know was my friend, you, you guys know uh, Lee Drogan, but uh, Lee Drogan likes to say you can't bet against the USA. Uh, the USA is going to win. Oh, okay. Well, we'll keep that to the economy and uh, into um, uh, uh, the markets, at least for now. Uh, but what about what about sectors? Is there anything that uh, you know still you think is uh, hasn't left? Uh, obviously, everything is is ripping here uh, this morning, and it's hard to chase into this kind of market. Sometimes you should. Um, is there anything that was like on your radar here? Maybe not getting as big a lift, but still you think uh, could set up, set up with some good risk reward ratios? Yeah, I think the, the, the one sector that's been lagging uh, that uh, maybe is what's uh, creating all the sen- negative sentiment is uh, financials have been uh, okay. kind of lagging there. Uh, they're, they're starting to turn around, but the, they're well behind uh, other sectors in that move. Um, if you look at, uh, say, the, uh, the the weekly chart of uh, the XLF, uh, it, it, it also it, – it bounced where it should off of its 200 week moving average, you know, just beyond that 38.2% retracement of the post pandemic move. Uh, but it's, uh, it's had a reaction that's been much slower than other areas. Now, one area that I've been watching is, of course, uh, the oil trade, right? I mean, that's what got inflation down. At least that's what we're seeing also in the data. How do you feel about oil moving forward, Greg? 
Yeah, it looks to me as if uh, it, oil is at a key inflection point. If you look at uh, USO on, on a weekly basis, it's uh, down at support that uh, has held it since uh, you know March this year, Feb- late February, March this year. And uh, it's it's actually looking like it's uh, got the uh, possibility of heading even lower. So I think if you see the uh, the USO crack down below 70, uh, you might see a retracement down to like the the, the 50 level in that uh and that would be certainly uh, uh, ease the uh, the talk about inflation and ease the, uh, the recessionary discussions uh, in a lot of people's minds. Now we just recently got you know the warning from Micron. We got a pre-announcement for Nvidia with this CPI result that we got. Would this be kind of more of an opportunity now that we've got these on a discount? Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, right? It seems like uh, the whole anything attached to gaming is uh, is what's having a real problem now, too, right? So, and we had uh, the the big miss by Roblox yesterday, and uh, uh, after a, a small rebound there, uh, Nvidia has been uh, the poster child for uh, the gaming industry and uh, the chips there. Microsoft mm-hmm. has uh, been kind of stalling in its move back higher, but. Um, so you know maybe the chip industry is uh, is something that will lag for a while. Um, maybe not surprising, given that uh, it was leading for such a long time. But uh, but uh, it, it seems to me as if it's uh, less of a uh, implosion in that area and more of a well maybe we just hang out here for a little bit instead of uh, you know, rocketing higher with the rest of the market. What about retail? What about retail? I mean you've had you've had some utter disasters taking out you know some of the price actions some of the meme stocks uh uh amazon i mean that's a small part of their business but you look at something like Kohl's. i mean scaping around the bottom here uh macy's uh still due to report here i mean is it just is it rallying not rallying for a reason here or is there anything on your radar in the retail sector the stock that I've been watching most often in the retail sector is Dick's. Okay. Uh, and this one has been, uh, for me at least, an indicator of what's going on in, uh, in the demand side for retail. Um, this one is rebounding, but it's, uh, it's kind of stalled as it hit its 200-day moving average. And I, it gives me a little bit of uh, discomfort. But, um, so it maybe keeps me out of that sector for a while. But uh, I, don't, uh, I don't see that... Uh, retail can stay down with consumer spending continuing uh, and uh, if sentiment changes uh, to the point where uh, we believe that uh, there's less of a likelihood of a recession happening. Uh, and just uh, one more sector, uh, like the travel, leisure sector, uh, the cruise lines have been down in the dumps here, getting a little bit of a boost. Uh, anything, anything in the travel leisure? I know, I know, Disney uh, is having a good move here off the low. I mean, I've never been a big investor in the airline stocks, but is there anything in travel leisure uh, sector on your radar? Uh, there's nothing that, that that sticks out to me at this point. Uh, I will be watching Disney. They report tonight uh, to see what goes on there. Uh, I do think that um, you know you and I, you guys and I, we we both live in the Midwest. Uh, we're not in uh, these uh, these coastal communities that uh, uh, that move around all the time. And uh, I'll tell you from what I see, that there's there's no slowdown in terms of people going on vacation, people buying flights, people you know traveling, people getting hotels and going to Disneyland and all that stuff. There's, there's no slowdown in this. So I, I, I think that this stuff is going to recover. Uh, and you know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's with the, the Disney report tonight that this starts to move. We will be all watching that Disney report tonight to see if they can shake, of course, uh, the kind of negative outlook that Netflix has put on in the industry. Um, we'll see what happens to their subscriber growth and if they're able to bounce back. Appreciate you coming on today, Greg Harmon, uh, founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. We'll definitely have you back on, Greg. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, Greg. Uh, we snuck into the 4200 handle. Uh, dun, 40, dun, dun. Uh, so what's up, Dennis? Well, with the market, the price is nothing market. in. We talked about, like, if it's light, I thought 8.5, I thought. 
that would be a little high. I got it, it, but they don't price anything in. This market is just so. This market is just like you could kind of read the writing on the wall. It was going to be light, yet the market still ripped, roar, and rally on it. Now, does it hold? We're coming up to major technical resistance of 420. Lots to still be determined yet. This isn't a green light necessarily go, but the initial headline, excellent. I have been selling some stocks into it. Um, because it's a big move, obviously big, you know, money already. If you had anything tech, um, you know, it's, you know, 70 handles right there, boom, overnight from where we closed yesterday. So, you know, you take the money and run maybe an initial headline. We are coming to major resistance 420, but I mean, this is good news. It's good news that it's light for once. But again, you know, I kind of thought it was going to be light. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be light. So I would have thought 8.5, 8.3. It wouldn't have been light enough. I, I know. Well, I thought it would go up on it, but I didn't think it would rip like this. I, if it was 8.1 or a 7 on it, I thought we were seeing 420. 8.5 and we kiss 420, Joel, or in the, on, on the S&P. I mean, that's impressive. I think the focus was on the core number here at coming in at 0.3 versus 0.5. That's a little bit better than the just the 0.2 reduction on the year over year. Um, but we got to keep on watch now. I mean, really what brought this down, and you can see it in the report, a lot of it is the gasoline change, the the oil change. Everything else was kind of still up. Um, and so that's the only thing that is the slight concern. If oil prices do, for some reason, go rampant again towards the upside, what would happen to inflation? That's the question that I keep asking myself. And that's why I'm watching oil so much, because I think that that's really going to depend on what happens with inflation going into winter. Um, Of course, now this leaves room for the Fed because it was just slightly off there. Right. I mean, how are you thinking about interest rate hike rates for the Fed now? I, th- well, I think they're still coming, but I don't think that's all of a sudden. If it was hot, they're like, are they going to meet in, you know, emergency meeting in August to, you know, raise again? I mean, that comes off the table, I think, now. Mm-hmm. And now we start talking, you know, when we think about September, um, that maybe they don't have to be as hawkish. So it's all good news for the market, but let's take it in stride here. We kind of thought with gasoline price, everything coming in, that it was going to be, you know, a little bit light, 8.5. So good news. Good news for the market. 420, the major hurdle here now. Big hurdle for the market is to hold these gains. Yep. Ugly day yesterday. Obviously, a lot of tech stocks got really smacked. I did buy a few tech stocks into that weakness to be long into this report because I kind of felt like it was going to be light. I tweeted out that I thought it was going to be light. I said on the show I thought it was going to be light. I'm getting rewarded for that call. Um, the question is, do I just book the initial gain here on some of these moves or do you stick around for a little bit longer? Like I said, I've booked some of the gains when we were just off the show there here, um, but still to be determined what I'm going to do with some of these other positions. A lot of momentum now. And now all the, you know, all the people that were on the sidelines, you know, waiting for the bad number. I mean, and, and we've, we've heard this a couple times, a retest of the low. John Lynch mentioned that yesterday. The farther we get away from that low and we're just tacking on another 75 handles, uh, a lot of the big money, the manager, they got. They start chasing. They, they got to get back got, in there. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? We're not, you know, like now 3,500. How- 700 handles away, you know, 700 points away. This is what I was worried about for the bear thesis. Like I said, if we didn't have the CPI imminent data coming that I thought was going to be light, I would have probably been bearish on this market. But yesterday, I was saying, like, I'm concerned from the bear thesis. It's why, you know, I was starting to buy a few stocks ahead of it because I don't want to be out of stocks going into this report. Like, why don't you go 100% if you think China's going to invade Taiwan? This is why, Joel. This is why. Because yeah. we don't know anything, and that number I thought was going to come in light. And obviously, I don't know. I still think there's a big problem with China here. I think it's still an opportunity to sell stocks. I still think we're not going back to new all-time highs. But with that being said, I could see some money managers chasing here. No, yeah. I mean, you uh, you really balanced your sick, you know, because I don't know. What, it was a week and a half ago, I had you talk you and Mitch off the cliff with, uh, you know, <laughs> with, with, with China and everything and Pelosi, like you know the the impact of her going over there and the negative sentiment right i mean everyone was waiting for the the fallout and we didn't get it and sometimes when you have expectations you know you got to you got to temper temper them with what the market action is doing it's it's not even that great of a number but you know maybe this maybe the sentiment is is finally turned or it it's it's peaked like it's not coming down yet but 
at least it stopped going up. But we did just kiss 4,200. We're hanging up there. Uh, uh, Greg mentioned the bank stocks, Dennis. And, I mean, if you want to talk about something that hasn't left the station yet, uh, the financials. I've been pretty light uh, in the financials overall, but – is this a time that for to start looking? Bank of America, look at that long consolidation. I was going to buy them yesterday, too. I thought about J.P. Morgan even, um, you know, because these have come back down, Joel. And, I mean, that Bank of America is a nice-looking chart, too. It's a cup and handle. You like your pattern trades, and you start to resolve to the upside here. I mean, there's still the China concern. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is from- that technical? <laughs> What? Oh, cup and handle. Oh, yeah. A pretty cup. cup and handle. Cup and, you'll use cup and handle. We'll use, you know, I know Pablo I don't wants us to use all these different oh, things. But we'll use a cup and handle, a head and shoulders, guys. a Sorry, double guys. bottom, a triple bottom. I mean, I don't know. You put up those those charts with all those squiggly lines and everything. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's two, just two hundred day patterns. weekly. I got a I got a story for you. I just thought of this one. I don't think I've ever said it. But when I first started at Bright Trading, we had First Alert. Remember? Yeah. And it had patterns, and you could put patterns in the charts. Like it would filter for like certain patterns. And yeah. I remember my first couple days there. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I lost money in my first six months. Um. I first few days there, I was like, I was putting all the patterns. <laughs> I was trading all these patterns. And I was like, oh, this is how I do Because you come retail, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, technical analysis is the shiznit, you know? Like, <laughs> of you're right course, there. bro. Like, yeah, you're on, right man. there. So so you're like putting all these patterns in the filters. <laughs> and it would spit me these out. I lost on everything on those patterns, man. None of that stuff worked. None of it worked for me. And then you know why I started making money? Don't Just reading the, reading the book, reading the order flow. Don't worry, Dennis. Like, we're going to get, get, get on that. We're going to get on that. Don't worry. Once I get the CMT, I got you, Dennis. We'll have a okay, chat. Okay, you can be my technical analyst. We'll, we'll, we'll get rid of Joel. and then it's I'll be the chart master. Joel will be the simple guy. Hey, <laughs> you want complicated? You want simple? Some people like simple. Some Simple works for people. Simple works for me, too. Simple is I, I, everything it I works for simple. some people. And CPI, I light, buy. Always understand <laughs> Pretty what simple. works for you. Is so important. What works for you is so important. Do you like complicated? Do you like that quantitative approach? Are you looking for arbitrage? Are you a specul? Are you a speculator? What do you like to doing is so important. Now, of course, Bank of America is going to be watched today. But what I'm thinking is an interesting trade is what do we do with Nvidia and Micron now? Um, it's hard to say. It's all about. Can we get through 420? We're going to bump up against it here. Are we going to hold those gains? There's still a lot of questions to be answered. You know, we I thought the initial headline would get bought because the algos are just like that. Oh, it's light. We buy. That's how simplistic it is. Mm-hmm. Algos, algorithmic trading has made Wall Street more simplistic. Now it's a whole new can of worms. I mean, you know, we still have the wild card with China. We still have problems that they just warned yesterday. Typically, you sell stocks that just warned into strength. I own Micron in the long-term portfolio. I don't own NVIDIA. I bought Micron. I'm not. I'm down slightly in it um, at this point, but I, 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 I'm probably sticking with it because I need some exposure to some stocks. I can't go, you know, all out of everything. But I think there's a lot of questions to still be answered, and I think it's not going to be easy sledding. I don't think we're just rip roaring to 430, 440. Oh, the CPI was loud. Let's let's rally all month till the next meeting. I think China still going to have a rug pull here. I think those worries are still there. I don't think the market has even considered that yet because it's the simplistic market that doesn't consider anything. Like, I mean, people who think the market prices everything and it prices nothing and it couldn't even price this light CPI that everybody knew was going to be light. You know, Kramer's been saying it for a week. Kramer knows. I mean, everybody <laughs> figured this was going to be light, but it priced in none of it. We go up anyways. So, I mean, that's where this market simplicity just, you know, anticipating you know we'll talk about that in the swing trading course like anticipating headlines anticipating you know and getting positioned right there's big money in that too now that's making a call but i mean in some cases this call was kind of easy so take the easy money I think with uh, with the, the Micron and NVIDIA, I mean, not going to drill down on all the individual numbers here, but I think you just have to respect that the high of, uh, you know, when the day of the news that came out. And for NVIDIA, that's 182.39. Like if you're playing this for a swing trade or, uh, you know, you're looking for a target, 
use that. And if it can get it, you know, it's still five, six bucks away there. So if it if it gets back above that level, then yeah, why not? Let's go fill that gap. One eighty six sixty six. Let's pull a Walmart. That's if that's what you're looking for in Nvidia and Micron. Keep an eye on the, the that daily high and Micron's a little bit closer because you had the news yesterday. Sixty fifty four was your high from yesterday. Look where it went to on that pop in the pre market, right off that, right to sixty uh, fifty five. So if they're just going to run shrug these reports off or you know the warnings off like they did with the Walmart, then they're, they're going to get back into that gap area and fill the gaps. So that's what I'm just a general. Uh, general outlook just for those two stocks all right um should we go towards the trade desk i know that some people are going to be watching that trade today uh, i did pop about 17 percent after hours let's take a look at those about earnings that came in yeah definitely cpi helping it out and uh, yeah. we were talking about this trade on at the close yesterday so if you were able to catch that well, one of the things that we saw was PubM ripping um, into this number. Of course, Trade Desk reported after hours. So with that with that recent pump that we saw in PubMatic, we were interested in Trade Desk. Was it going to push on the earnings? And boy, did it push. EPS coming in here at 20 cents in line, sales at 377 million, beating the 364.87 million estimate. And they did raise guidance here. Q3 wow. sales to 385 million plus versus the 382.58 million estimate that was out there. So a raise, you saw good numbers come from Pubmatic. Now good numbers coming from the leader trade desk. It's something definitely to watch. And I'll give you guys one that didn't have the best earnings that also reported with Trade Desk, but could just go up because the industry getting the lift and some uh, kind of investors' eyes, which is MGNI, Magnite. So TTD, I'll just give you the 70. 70 bucks on TTD, right four bucks away from there. I think there's major resistance up there. If I was long that, I'd ring the register in the 69 handle, take the money and run. I mean, this market is still take the money and run. This is not 2020. I do not think we're V-bottoming. I do not think we're going straight back up to 470 um, or 4,700 on the S&P. I don't yeah. think that's happening. Um, so I still think we're at a take the money and run. You're approaching the 50% retracement. Yes, you know, I say the market price is in nothing, but, you know, there is money managers that were positioned there, like even myself, and probably taking profits maybe into this when we open at 930. A lot of them still, believe it or not, aren't even at their desk yet because they don't come in till nine. They might come in early for the CPI, <laughs> but they're, I'm not joking. There's a lot of people who manage money that don't show up before nine o'clock. So, I mean, this is why when the market opens at 930, that's sometimes you see the wicked reversals and stuff when you get the big money making bets. A lot of money managers don't even trade pre-market because they think it's just gambling. They want to wait till too much size, right? Yeah, yeah, they got too too big, so they don't want to move it around. So I think we've got to wait. It, it's a nice initial reaction. That's all it is. But you're bumping up against resistance. I think if you're buying now, I think you're chasing. I think you know the play was to buy ahead of it yesterday because I thought it was going to be light. I think you're taking profits into it, to be honest. Like, but there could be some follow through, though. So I, I'm not taking all the profits; just taking some. Uh, right. This big bar right here. Uh, keep an eye on this one. This is a really important bar. It had a big down day. It got to 69.82 today. First things first. Let's knock out that 66 seller. Someone's got a a little iceberg there. I'd also be careful on this one if you go, you know, 66, 66 and a half, 67. And then come back down through that area. So as always, keeping an eye on the open. Seems to be some intraday support at 63, but I I wouldn't I'd use that if I caught an early short as opposed to uh, as opposed to try attempting along at that level. House of Mouse, they want to talk. Disney reports tonight. Well, it's we're, still we're one of the up. biggest positions in the long-term portfolio. I'm going to be holding the majority of my Disney. Do I sell a little bit ahead of it? I don't know yet. We have to see what happens with this overall market. I'm going to hold the majority of it, though. So if it's if it is like I'm just nervous to go through the report, it, it would be a partial sell for me. But I'm probably going to hold the majority of it through the report. Um, it has had a good run. I think if you're in it for a swing trade, I would take the money and run ahead of the time. Obviously, this has been a longer term investment for me. So I'm in it from a different reason. But it's had a good run. 
All right, traders, with this uh, kind of recent, and I'm going to call it a bull market because now I think we're getting into that 20% off from the bottom there. So if you want to find out maybe how to swing trade in this new bull market, come to the introduction to swing trading with pre-market prep, of course, hosted by Spencer Israel, Joel Alconis, Dennis Dick, Rob Friesen, and check out the trailer of what you will see there. Are you tired of being sucked into momentum stocks just as the momentum turns the other way? Do you not have a big enough account or tired of the complexity for options trading? Well, join Free Market Prep's introduction to swing trading. This is going to get me fired up. Learn event-driven trading, seasonality, sympathy trading, and you can stay on top with optimal hedging strategies. So welcome back, Spencer Israel from the Sparket Hiatus, and learn along with Tim as he hones his trading and investing skills. August 18th, 12 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. You think you learn a lot every day listening to pre-market prep? Learn how to become an investor that can survive the swings, ups, and downs in this volatile environment. Come and join, guys. Come check Joel that out. Joel just snuck away out. there. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad. I, I'm trying to improve on the wrap-up here. but uh, That's all right. I don't it, mind the late wrap. He's got to get to his other show, so I'm just sitting here and now trying to digest what I'm going to do next. So yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> what day I'm doing today. is taking some profits into this, but holding a little, maybe a little wee bit. But I'm nervous that this might not hold up. So I'm somewhat I, nervous. I think the initial move was predictable. Now it gets back to unpredictable again. And don't forget, China still, even though you know, we're not doing our drills, there's still the wild card there. So there's still potential concerns here it's no. not a green light to just buy everything here today but it was a nice move off the initial number no one thing i'm going to be watching today is i think that we have now some intraday action for some upside of course you know you got to be careful with kind of some resistance playing into the overall market and a turnaround but for me i think the memes come back into play now with this um with this pop here it's going to have people a little bit leaning on the bullish side at least i feel towards the open so i'm going to be they actually do. watching some of these meme plays yeah. to see if we get a squeeze squeezing some of those shorts on out and uh, I know that some people probably were like yesterday. It was like, oh, now I'm going to go short these memes. They're going to come down. Well, the CPI data could have changed that up. So I'll keep these ones on my radar today. And we'll see what happens. Like always, come on over to the live trading. Dennis, you have a great one. We will see you later. I'm sure everybody will be paying attention also to your Twitter to see what you kind of mentioned throughout the day. If you guys don't have Dennis, follow him at Triple D Trader. Get him up. Let them know how you guys feel about him on pre-market prep, whether it be bullish or bearish, or maybe you like him or you don't like him. I'm sure that there's going to be opinions given out there on Twitter. Dennis, always one thing that he doesn't do is hide away, transparent, lets you know what he thinks. And from there, I mean, everybody make their own investment decisions. Appreciate you coming on, Dennis. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mitch. All right, I'm going to wrap on up and bring us over to live trading. Like always, we got Lord Ryan, Zunaid, and I. I'm excited to trade this market. A lot of action going on. We've been killing it on that show. Yes, I know Ryan and Zunaid were red yesterday, but we've had a, a really good two months. I mean, I, I've been on a nice green streak, not trying to ruin it. So let's get on over to the market action. Live trading coming on next. If you guys want to go ahead and join us, Come on over. We have a great time. Not only is it about trading, but also some great entertainment. Hit the like before you get on out of here. Appreciate it if you guys can smash that on up. And this show is nothing without Dennis. I definitely would agree with that. It would be great with it'd be great, you know, like always to have Dennis on, on at the close, but sometimes we can't get him on there. I'll see you guys on over of live trading. Come on over. Do you guys want to trade something? Let's take a look. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.